Hey friends, your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my own Sunday role-playing game. Today, we are running Numenera. This is part of an ongoing Numenera campaign called The Rise of the Fourth Emperor. Numenera is a game by Monty Cook Games. It uses the Cypher system. It is a really, really fun campaign, very, very fun world, uh, a really flexible, improv-ready system that I enjoy thoroughly. I've been very very excited to run this campaign. I've been really enjoying this campaign and it's all been great. If you like this show, you can help me out by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons of Sly Flourish are responsible for all of the things that you see that I put out. They are also they also get access to all kinds of exclusive material including exclusive videos, previews of videos, exclusive material like the city of arches and other adventures that i have written access to all kinds of stuff it is it is a low price and it's a great way to support the show so if you like this show and you want to help out you can do so by becoming a by becoming a patron of sly flourish and to the patrons of sly flourish thank you so much for your support it has been a couple of weeks since uh the last session so i'm gonna need to uh catch up a bit here let's take a look at our notes here and see what we've got. May 1st was when we played last. So yeah, just about just about two weeks. So in the last time, yeah, they, they were running a heist. So the whole the whole current situation is that a very, very powerful otherworldly entity known as the Fourth Emperor, who used to rule over all life on the planet many millions of years ago, is returning. It has these very high-tech alien constructs that are sort of paving the way for it to return. The the most prominent of these are these spherical constructs these spherical super artificial intelligences known as the known as the what are they called the heralds and the characters saw the first herald arrive a herald known as pharadon but there are many of these heralds out there and the heralds are they're alien intelligences right they are, they don't they don't relate well to people they don't understand people people don't really can't really understand them but they're these huge spherical artificial intelligences that then try to manipulate people into and to build a world that supports the coming of the fourth emperor so they had done so they have these things called the temples of the heralds right there are many of these temples and the temples are usually housed by nanos nanos are sort of like wizards in in, in numenera they are people who are attuned to the the, the super high-tech nanites that exist in the world and the so the heralds and the agents of the fourth emperor know that those who are able to connect to these nanites are very useful to them. So they've been kind of using them and harvesting them. And that has been something that's been going on. So there was a particular nano, a particular person named Kimley that was a friend of the characters who had become brainwashed by the fourth emperor, by the agents of the fourth emperor, and kind of started the ball rolling. She realizes she started the ball rolling on us. She was the one that activated the machines that called out to the heralds. The heralds came down. The heralds started re rebuilding the world to support the fourth emperor and so a big part of the campaign has been the characters getting kimley and when we la they needed to go get her and they needed to break her connection to it so that they could have somebody that can help them out and it's proved to be very useful so in the last session we had a kind of the second half of a big heist where they were going into the temple of faradon the temple of one of the heralds and they were going to get kimley but they couldn't just walk in the front door instead they essentially went in through numenera's version of this of cyberspace called the data sphere the data sphere is is like tron right you 
can you can data cast in in which your entire physical body goes into a digital world, travel across the digital world, and then real cast back out and turn back into your physical body again. But there's lots of different ways to use the data sphere. Sometimes it's very limited, like a cell phone. Other times you were fully projecting in like in Tron. So the characters were like, well, we can get over there and not have to go to the front door if we can basically hack it from the data sphere. So they went into the data sphere. They had some fun Tron stuff. They made their way across. They got inside. They managed to convince Kimley. They, they sort of hacked the system on the inside, managed to convince Kimley that she needed to get into the data sphere. Kimley then data cast it into the data sphere. And it's like, what is going on? And then we began with the Faradon recognizing that this thing happened. And this was pretty interesting. Basically, Faradon sort of put a finger on one of the characters. The Faradon is very powerful. The Faradon also exists in the data sphere and in the real, in the real world. And was like, what is happening here, right? It doesn't understand what's going on. It can't even comprehend the idea of like a rescue operation, right? This doesn't make any sense to it at all. So they, so the characters are dealing with the fact that the Faradon is sort of pressing a finger on top of them, holding them in place. And then every so often, like its attention would be wavered and it would move its attention and the finger would lessen a little bit and they sort of got it. And they escaped and they dropped a bomb inside. I think they real cast in, put a bomb on the vert, on the, the Virtus. The Virtus is sort of your connection point between the data sphere and the real world. Then went back in, grabbed her, hightailed it out of the data sphere version of the temple. They saw the whole temple basically go offline as the Virtus was destroyed. And then they made their way back to Bodrov, the city, their, their city. They real cast back in Bodrov. Kimli, the anti, they call them the anti-voice nanites. These are the nanites that will remove her connection to the fourth emperor. She suddenly realizes what she did, but she still has all the memories of what's happened. She's like, oh my God, what have we done? What have I done? Right. I, I could have caused the extinction of life on the planet. And then they also hear a big boom and they go outside and basically a satellite, the Faradon was so taken by the fact that somebody got stolen. And what did that mean? It's like, you know what? We're just going to blow up this whole temple. And it dropped a tungsten rod from space and hit with the equivalent of a nuclear bomb and blew the, blew up the temple of Faradon, destroyed the whole thing. And Faradon itself flew back up into space or went somewhere. I don't know where Faradon went. But they blew up the temple. They just got rid of everybody that's there. And including like 12 nanos who had volunteered to be plants for, you know, for, for they, they knew they had to be captured in order to uh, rescue a bunch of other nanos that one of the other characters has. So then the players had to make a decision about where they were going to next. What were they going to do? And they eventually decided that their plan is that they, they know. So they now know that they need to crack a herald and cracking a herald is no small, no small task. So they know they have to do this. They know they have to do this. Sorry, getting my windows organized. They know they have to do this. And yeah, and they know it's going to be really hard. And they know they can't just do it on their own. They're going to need more. So the question was, what, are they, what does it take to crack a herald? What do you need to use? And, and I, there was a couple of different options that they, that they had. And one was that they can crack it with people known as breakers. Breakers are essentially nanos that have been previously connected that can disconnect, but then go in and sort of hack it. And they know that there's a bunch of these at a village called Scarlet Watch. Scarlet Watch was a small village outside of Bodrov, probably a, a day, a couple days journey outside of Bodrov, that where just, there just happened to be a lot of nanos, a lot of people that were born there. Something about the area made more nanos than normal, right? Nanos are usually pretty rare, but there they were actually pretty common. <clears throat> so... The characters were originally recognized that that vi village was under threat, but then we had a 14-month jump in the story, and that the you know, random 14-month jump. 
And after the 14 months, it meant they had already been taken, right? At this point, the the fourth emperor had already sent a bunch of these guys known as Orgolians. And the Orgolians had invaded the village. They had separated the nanos from anybody else, killed a bunch of people, took the nanos somewhere else. And now those nanos are hooked up and doing work for the fourth emperor. So the characters need to get to Scarlet Watch, figure out where the nanos have been taken, get there, it, it, you know, break the nanos out, escape them, and then make those their new breakers and the breakers as a basically a bunch of nanos working together to crack a single thing like Faradon. so so that's going to be pretty that's that's really what today's adventure is going to be is the beginning of this arc and this arc is like the scarlet watch arc and it's going to be sort of like a reverse seven samurai right it's like a small village it's already been invaded by by evildoers the characters have to like figure out how to deal with the evildoers and break the evildoers but then also rescue these these nanos probably a couple dozen nanos you know probably about 24 nanos that are there and so they chose to do that when they had some other options like going and finding an icebreaker of a a a, a ancient weapon digi- an, an ancient data sphere weapon that they could use to crack the pharadon from a group known as the hive the hive is what took over after the fourth emperor lost the original time and the players are like i don't know about letting something like that free so they decided no, let's let's do it ourselves. Let's do it with the nanos. So that is what we're going to do. And that is where we begin today's session. So we will create a new session planning template. As always, I'm using Notion to do my campaign planning. I love Notion as a tool for doing campaign planning. If you want to learn more about Notion, you can find out all about it in the, in the show notes in this in this video. So we start by generating a new session planning template. Today is 15 May. Sunday, Newman there. And we start off by reviewing our characters. I know that I have at least one character who's out. I think Sam G is not is not in today. So we'll see who else is here. So we have Biko. Uh, Biko is an intuitive jack who rides the lightning. Uh, I don't I, I don't have a whole ton of background on Biko, and I don't know that that matters too much. I don't know that the player matter is too worried about not having a lot of integrated background so that's so that's been fine biko was one of those that actually was part of the 14 month jump he, he had he had done the 14 month jump we have cecilia cecilia is a is a now was a i forget what she was before but now she has become a hideous jack who wields power with precision in that she was one of the ones that actually spent 14 months in in the world like as the as things had moved forward as things have moved forward, she moved forward with it. And part of that was that her physical form changed. She was sort of like a humanoid bee person and now is becoming less and less humanoid. Like her face kind of broke away and now she's got a bee head, right? And she's kind of, you know, hideous to the people that are there. But she uses this, right? And she only has a couple of months left to live. One of the things about that, that her species has a lifespan that's limited. And it was going to be like a year and a half. And then there was a 14 month jump. So she only has a couple months left to live. So that that is pretty interesting. She sort of has been leading the revolution, the secret revolution of what's been going on over the past 14 months. She actually rescued a bunch of nanos from Badrov and brought them into the data sphere. And now they have a location in the data sphere. I forget the name of the location called the Nano Hive. Right. And, and the nano hive is where all of the current, all the current nanos reside digitally and they're hidden away and kind of sealed off. And so there isn't a physical version of them. They can't be, they can't sort of be gotten at, right. Cause there's, there's no place to do it. And again, the fourth emperor is like thinking and the agents of the fourth emperor think so big, they tend to lose the small things. So 
you know, so that definitely that definitely plays out. So Cecilia is sort of that. We have Jad the Shade, uh, played by Joe. Jad is a meddlesome Jack who exists partially out of phase. Again, I don't have a tremendous background on Jad. I should probably kind of tug on that a little bit. Juniper is a cheerful nano who possesses a shard of the sun. I think she was one of the people who jumped forward. And she used to be very optimistic, but she's sort of losing her optimism the more, like, as she saw kind of what happened, which is actually a little bit of a problem in this campaign. It got really dark really fast. And Numenera is supposed to be this sort of, like, really wondrous, high high fantasy, kind of beautiful place. And I, of course, turn it into, like, a dead world filled with methane gas and giant AIs that are trying to kill everybody. So, like, you know, I got to be a little careful of making the downbeats too big, which means I want to turn the upbeats really high. And we'll get into that when we talk about the game. Uh, we have Nakia, Benef- Beneficent Jack, who, possess- who acts without consequence. Nakia was another character who did not make the jump for 14 months and has lived 14 months and Nakia and Cecilia together have been kind of leading this leading this revolution and that's been really kind of interesting so that's been fun and then we have Samji uh, Jay is not at our game today Samji1138L who is a construct a protective glaive who fuses flesh and steel he was built there's actually an army of Samjis out there hidden away and that might be, come into play right like I think I think that will be a fun secret it's, it's a secret for a character who's not here so it doesn't matter too much but there are an army of Samjis buried out in the world somewhere they could be activated to fight against the fourth emperor. Are there any other sort of secrets or scenes or anything else that I really want to do with these characters? Anything, especially like the five characters that are going to be here today. So with Baiko, you know, intuitive Jack who rides the lightning, Cecilia, the hideous Jack. I mean, a lot of them, like they're, they're tied in. So I don't, I don't really, nothing leaps out. So Nakia's mother who also happens to be jad's best friend is now kind of sort of working with the fourth emperor in order to not have all of badrov destroyed the one cities that revolted against the emperor were blown up so they're like well we don't want that to happen so we have to pretend to be working with him and in the meantime figure out what what we can do so it's not really a secret but basically and her, her name is let's look at our npc Maeve, Maeve Jacobs, is trying to keep the uh, fourth emperor at bay without them destroying Badrov. So an interesting thing here is Maeve can't know too much, right? The more she knows, the more risk there is that she will have to expose it to the fourth emperor. And so they can only give... You know, they can only give information. So I think that like one interesting thing would be if there is a, it would be kind of neat if there was a device that was sort of a one way, uh, a one way pipe of information that the characters could give to Maeve so that Maeve couldn't know anything more than what they exactly tell her. Right. So Maeve has an implant that can receive one-way communication from the hive. That would be a good a good piece of information. Anything else? Cheerful Nano who possesses a nar- shard of the sun. Yeah. 
So, uh, strong start. We're, so, we're beginning. They're in Badrav. They need to escape Badrav. They could actually return. So, the thing is, like, getting out of Badrav, they could just try to make their way out through, like, secret tunnels and stuff like that. They have it. But they also could, could data cast out, and they could go back to the crypt of, of their friend. That would be pretty funny. I kind of like this idea. The big skull dude. Where's big skull dude? Akron. The vault of Takron, right? Do the characters want to leave through the secret tunnels of Badrav or datacast to the vault of Takron? So that, that could be fun. I, I would expect that they might go to the Vault of Takran. And if they do, it would be really funny if the creature that they had teleported away from with their 14-month jump shows back up a year and a half later. Like it had been wandering through the caverns and stuff like that. And then it shows up and it like looks at him like, oh my God, I guess we got to fight it again. That would be kind of a funny, <laughs> that would be kind of a funny scene. So depending on their action... We could kind of cheat and use the same machine in different ways. I'll have to go back. Let's see. Let's go back to my old notes and see what do old session notes. This was bad. Was this the third? The dissector, right? The dissector is from the bestiary three at page 49. And I've got, look at me having done my homework. Page 49, the dissector. So here, here is the dissector. And I think, well, let's see. So we'll, we'll have, if they go to, through uh, the Vault of Tekran, they face, if they go through the Vault of Tekran, they face the Dissector. If they make their way through the lower tunnels, it would be kind of neat. So they should find like an interesting location. The Science Fantasy Generator. The Science Fantasy Generator is a... A sheet from Sly Flourish's fan, uh, Uncovered Secrets Volume 2, available to patrons at Sly Flourish. So, let's see here. We are going to create a location. This is a, a location that they run into while traveling down the shaft of Badrav. So, they're, they're leaving the city of Badrav. And what do they what do they find? So, we first will roll is a six. Uh, a ship. Okay, that's kind of interesting. All right, it's like a crashed ship, like embedded in this thing. I kind of like that. And we have a war machine too, or a, a, yeah, like we'll, we'll combine ship and war machine, right? A warship of some of some sort, wrecked warship. I like that. A condition is three burnt. It is a charred out warship. We can give it another condition too for funsies. Six, thunderous. Right. Okay. Its current state is nineteen, chaotic. It's like a chaotic ship. Maybe it's sort of other out, outer worldly. And origin is two, a cybernetic. Ooh. All right. So let's, I like this. So we have a cybernetic, chaotic, charred warship embedded in the shaft of Badrav. So that's cool. Previous age ship used to through the outside so it's a plain it's like a spell jammer we found a spell jammer <laughs> that's cool and we want to throw some monsters in there so let's go to our bestiary three they have big random tables in here somewhere there we go so exploring ruins 
right? So first of all, we will roll to see which exploring ruins uh, table A or table B. Uh, odd, so it's 19, and then we roll a D100. We get a 41, and a 41 is a roller rim. Now we need to look at roller rim. It looks like roller rim is in the bestiary. I think that's in the bestiary three. There it is. No two are quite alike. Easily, each is formed by fossil memory taken from the data sphere given existence. Think the ancient function that operates erratically and probably incorrectly. Visual feature of all roller rims share in this place. Empty hollow that can be seen through. It's kind of interesting, like almost two-dimensional, weird two-dimensional shadow creatures, right? And they might be, so I kind of like that. Okay, so we'll roll the rim, and that's uh, Bestiary 3, page 132. Whoops. I lost my notes. What page did I say it was? I always forget the freaking page number. 132. Okay. And then let's let's have another critter there for fun. So 20, this is a... 20 is exploring Ruben's, ruins table A. And we have a 47. 47 is dreams, dream sallow. Dream sallows are in the original bestiary. Oh, like a tree. Branches covered with broad pale green leaves droop from a brown. It was a great tree whose roots seemed strong. A look beneath the drooping branches revealed the remains of previous visitors, all of whom died in their sleep. Though evidence is not obvious, dream sallows prey on the minds of thinking creatures. Perhaps it means a sustaining for some larger cause. Whoa. That's cool. That's scary. I like that. So we're going to have a roller rim and dream sallow. And I forgot the page number again. 37. That is a pretty cool. So we have this like weird, crazy ship. The, crypt, the, the ship is embedded halfway in this like massive chamber or tunnel. It sort of crashed. It's not really repairable. You could probably harvest some ciphers from it and stuff like that. And growing out of it is like an, a, a weird semi-organic, semi-mechanical tree. And there's these weird like two-dimensional creatures. It's almost like this weird grove, right? And there's these creatures under there. And there's like humanoids that are sort of trapped in there, all sort of desiccated. There's probably a couple of, that are not as desiccated. And it's sort of using their energy and they realize like wow and maybe they can learn some technology from this that they could actually use to support the uh, the breakers like maybe that this tree can be used to sort of combine nanites together that could be really cool i like that so much i'm going to put it somewhere i don't know where though right but i like the idea that it's it's happening this so we'll so we'll see this is kind of cool so i've got some starting scenes right i've got i've got those scenes then they travel to scarlet watch they could probably meet so uh, we probably want to have another location along the way. I usually like to have like one interesting location that the characters sort of discover along the way. I don't want, you know, travel to me is not, this is not like the most interesting thing, but kind of having like an, a scene, I think always helps. Like, you know, halfway or towards the end of the second day or whatever. So we'll have a, a location, 20, a data sphere. Me we'll go with megalith. I'm going to pick the monument. I, I think they've seen a megalith before. And the condition of this megalith is 20. Gravity-defying megalith. All right, that's cool. Uh, a description is two. It is an ancient megalith. I want to give it another condition. 19. A transparent, gravity-defying ancient megalith. Its origin is four. Aquatic. Okay, yeah. So... How does that make sense, Mike? So fantastic location. Ancient, transparent, gravity, 
megalith of Aquin origin. So I think it is, it's, it's like a frame, right? Frame of the deep, right? And it's essentially a portal, right? It's a weird ancient portal that's kind of in the middle of a cracked desert. But if you walk through it, you go right into the bottom of the ocean. And I think this is actually a place where they get to meet their old friends. Some people they haven't seen in a while, which is Navro and Burham. And I think Burham uses this to kind of go home every so often. Oh, why, why does not the auto start? N-A-E-V-R-O. Navro and Burham are there. Uh, that could be kind of cool. So they get to meet their old friends and there's this frame that they realize goes into the deep, right? It, it, like they can see it and, and you could like walk through it. And the problem is like pressure is a problem, right? So you, you need something to deal with pressure because you're going to suddenly talk about, you get like instant bends, right? But there's some pills and things that people could take. And I think, yeah, it might be cool if they go there and maybe they run into Navro and Burham who have been kind of like, yeah, we've been staying away from things. We've been going to the ocean, but yeah. So that could be kind of fun. So uh, a secret clue could be Navro and Burham have spent the last few months in the deep to avoid the troubles of the steadfast the steadfast is the general region that they're in so that's pretty cool so they travel to scarlet watch then they see scarlet watch and then they have to make choices about what they're going to do right their goal uh is to rescue the nanites the nanos kidnapped kidnapped imprisoned by the orgolians right cool so another location, and we're going to have to make a new one, is... Oh, let's go to locations. Now let's make a new one. I think I have Scarlet Watch, right? Pretty sure. I, yeah, I already have Scarlet Watch. Oh, look, I even have a uh, map already. And I even have, like, underground ruins. Look at me. Look at me, like, you know, preparing for some stuff. I think, And I think there'll, there'll be some people from Scarlet Watch hidden out, right? So... Yeah, so let's go to back to the campaign and fantastic location, village of the first one, and then I just saw uh, Demi of Scarlet Watch could be an NPC that they get to meet. And uh, let's see, we have Navro, right? We definitely want to have them. Are there any other NPCs that are jumping right out? We a Tacron, of course. Tacron's Tacron's always with them. Tacron's their pal, their lich friend, their chrome skull lich friend that they carry around so that's pretty cool so i need another location and this is the location where the orgolians have taken the nanos and and hidden them away and i'm gonna start i i think we're gonna go with the location thing again we might have to roll a couple times to see what we got so this is the location 20 data sphere i can't you know not i already got data sphere stuff a war vault. So an old war vault. This could be pretty cool. Oh, this could tie into this could tie into Samji's thing. All right. So we have a war vault. The condition of the war vault is we already rolled transparent. We'll do another one. Acidic, right? There's like old pieces of war machines burned in acidic. That is a two, an ancient war vault. Let me try something else. Stop rolling twos, man. 17. A smoking acidic war vault. And it is of five. Avian? Eh, I don't know about. 
I think I'm pretty good with that. So we have an ancient, acidic, smoky war vault. Cool. All right. And this is what it used to be. Now it has become a processing center for the fourth emperor. What is the name of this place? So let's, first of all, let's go to Dyson's. Let's go find a map for it. I love going to Dyson's to find my maps because he's got so many maps. So we want kind of a cool, a cool place, an old war vault, right? It could be a multi-story thing that looks, it's probably in a buried in a mountain somewhere. So it's probably more dungeon-like. Ooh, that's awfully big. Probably too big. This one, I've that, that's the one I used for the Temple of Faradon, so we can't use it. But the fact that it might be similar to the Temple of Faradon in Sabet. This one looks pretty cool. This one looks interesting. Calls it the Root Cellar. Right, but this could be... A, so how does how does one get in here? What, what's the... Lo, what, how does... Where's the entry? Where's the entry point in this? Is it stairs? Okay, so this is the start. All right. Yeah, it says up. Right. Tiny little thing that says up. Okay, so that's cool. All right. Let's, I like it. Do we like it with or without a grid? Because I, I always like to make things big. So I like to make all of these squares 10-foot squares. So do I like it with or without a grid? Because we don't really use squares. I'm going to use it without a grid. And we copy that image, and we're going to create. So I need a name for this vault. What's a cool amber fall? We'll go with Amber Fall because it's like acidic and it was weird sort of yellowish glow that comes from it. Amber Fall. So we're going to call it that. Why not? So Amber Fall, the ancient, the, the war machine ruins. And I dropped in a map. Cool. So this is where, <clears throat> yeah, and I think like, you know, there's sort of a, what would it look like on the outside? Right, because it's mostly underground. So basically a vault door, you go into the vault door and you find these old rickety stairs that sort of lead down to this buried, you know, this buried armory, right? Sure. Let's see. It could be that there's like a big lift here too. Like, you know, I think there's like ruined, you know, the ruined lifts and things like that, that this place used to be, it's sort of like, the, it's sort of sunk into the ground, right? And so now access here is is limited. And why, so, so I think that they probably have the equivalent, where are they, where have they put their nanos? Probably in this chamber, this long chamber, they probably have them on these pillars and the pillars are sort of connected. And maybe at the end of this thing in the lower left is where at the, at that big curve in the lower side, that's where they're, they have their machinery to connect them to the fourth empire. And what are they doing? Probably, are they building nanos? All right. They have a bunch of physical bunch of physical people here and they are keeping them here they are using them to do what i guess like rapid you know rapid nano configuration but i've kind of done that before is there something else that the fourth emperor is doing maybe they're like you know they're they're sort of constructing the door right the door that the through the through which the fourth emperor is going to come about that could be something. Is there, is there any other, this, this is where our secrets and clues matter. Let's see, we go to our locations. So this is Amberfall. 
Yeah, so let's let's start digging into our secrets and clues here. This is this is where we need to to really to dive in. So, what are the? Let's see. So, Scarlet Watch has a strange propensity. Let's see. The people of Scarlet Watch have a strange propensity to be nanos. About two dozen. It must have something to do with the huge statue of the Scarlet Watcher under whose shadow the town lies. The Orgolians took about two dozen nanos from the village to Amberfall. They have not been seen since. So what else? We know that the, let's see, the fourth emperor uses nanos for a few different purposes. They forge more nanites, which takes a tremendous amount of cognitive energy to forge a single nanite. They need nanos to open the door between the world and the and the and the outside where the fourth emperor resides. What else would you want? They can forge, okay, the nanos uh, can also forge and create more Orgolians. They can sort of, you know, they manage the, the, the tanks where Orgolians are manufactured. And I would think that it's quite possible that Amberfall is one such forge. An Orgolian nanos maintain the breakers. Oh, not the breakers, the sky, the sky breakers. I got a rattle on my desk. Maintain the sky breakers as they convert the atmosphere to methane. What else? I guess, I mean, that's that's kind of enough, right? Is there any other kind of cool thing that the... So Amberfall is used to join multiple nanos together to serve a single purpose. They're, they're what? They're, what's our brain networks called? Neural networks are meshed together, which tends to shatter their individual identities. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. I have my 10 secrets. Is that enough? I think that's probably enough. We'll see. So let's talk about, so I've got my locations, I've got my secrets, I've got NPCs. Uh, I like to roll treasure at the time. I've been skimping on treasure. I, you know, I'm not doing a great job. Whoops. I'm not doing a great job with treasure. I'll have to spend some more time with that. Unfortunately, I don't think I have time right now. Maybe next week, because they're only going to get so far, right? I'm, I'm kind of building up multiple sessions right now. I've got a lot of stuff that we're going to do. So what is the situation... If we're going to go to our Scarlet Watch, like what's the situation in Scarlet Watch, right? There's probably a hundred people here. They're broken, but still going about their daily activities. 
There's about 30 Orgolians in the town. There's about 30 Orgolians kind of wandering around the town. And let's see. So let's go to my, my bestiary here for a second. I created a little fourth emperor bestiary of monsters I thought were good. And I think there's a few different. So there's an Orgolian envoys. These are in Destiny, page 270. So we have Orgolian soldiers. We have Orgolian envoys. We have Orgolian testers. That's in the other place, right? So there are some monsters. Just, you know, I should have copied and pasted them. Let's see. So we have a few. We have Orgolian envoys. We have Orgolian testers. We have Orgolian soldiers. I think it would be really cool if they had a couple of like really big Orgolian constructs, these like ancient constructs, right? What will we call those? You know, Orgolian... And they kind of walk around. Oh, you know what they could be like? They could be like the, what were those things called? I ran them before. But sort of like giant, sort of semi-metallic ape creatures, right? That, that, they, they, they tower. They're about 25 feet high. They're really big. Orgolian myrmidons. Yeah, that's great. Right? And there's probably a couple of, whoops, in Scarlet Watt, 30 Orgolians. There are two Orgolian, what are they called? Damn it envoys and two Orgolian Myrmidons. So that's what's going on in the town, right? And then if you go to, and the current situation is the envoys are sort of, you know, acting as the town leadership. They work with the town leadership. They kind of run things that probably that right there, that little central gate place is, is where they go. There is also a some, let's see, some Scarlet Watch citizens have escaped and live in some old tunnels below the town. And that's this area, right? That there's kind of beneath the town, there are a couple of passageways, a couple of caves that the Orgolians have not found. And there's probably a dozen refugees, you know, a dozen... Scarlet Watch citizens, are they refugees? This includes four nanos and who haven't been discovered. That would be, that's pretty cool. That's a good situation there. And then we have, so that's the current situation in, let's see, the working with the town leadership to keep people under control while they run more tests to find more nanos. That's kind of a secret. Both of these are secrets. We're gonna cut those out and we're gonna put them in the secrets. That's cool. What else do we got? So then we have Amberfall. And what's the situation in Amberfall? So, text, oops. There are probably fewer, a dozen Orgolian, soldiers most of the soldiers in here they don't really need him there are let's see probably a half dozen orgolian what are they called testers is there are there any like big bosses there are some other creatures lurking about let's see so all these like weird ruined places there's like other weird creatures down there below the lab other creatures lurking below grab that the orgolians haven't bothered with uh, wasn't there a fourth Orgolian thing? I don't remember a fourth. Or was there another one in the bestiary? Let's take a look. We had an Overlord autom Automaton. Bestiary 2, page 123. Let's take a look at that. Now let's let's look through this list, list here. 
envoys and soldiers. Fusers could be kind of neat. Spider-like aristocrat of the Fourth Empire, Bessier 3, page 119. Let's take a look at that. Powerful energy beings left over from prior world. Most are imprisoned. I think, was that what I, was that what I was looking at? Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's probably too much for this place. So I don't think I'm going to uh, use that. Like weird spider-like. It's, it's also challenge nine. It'd be really, really, really tough. It's cool though. What's that other one? I liked. Overlord Automaton. Best Theory 2, 123. <laughs> Look at that guy. Sort of like a mini herald, right? What a snob. I like that. So uh, Best Theory 2, 123. What's it called? An overlord? We'll call it the overlord. Yeah, so it's kind of commanding things here, right? It's sort of in, in control of things. So I think that that, I think I've got enough. I certainly have enough for today's session, right? Oh, how many? There are 24. There are 24 nanos of Scarlet Watch hooked up to pylons that drive manufacture all over the world. Cool. I think I have enough to go with today's game. Let's take a quick, quick last look through our notes here. I don't have treasure. I've got monsters. I've got, you know, and I've mixed a bunch of monsters in here, but I think I've got most of what I think I need. Vice Black says, how long do you think the campaign is going for? I am, I am not sure. I don't know. I, I get asked this often. I, 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 I think, you know, like the, to me, the general path is they're going to crack a herald. When they crack a herald, they get access to a control system. And then when they can crack the satellite above it, they can use that to start bombing the fourth empire. I think it might, it, it might happen pretty quickly. So, but I don't know, probably four or five, six sessions. I'm not really sure. It's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm playing it by year, right? We're not in any, we're not in any major rush. So I want to say, so I think I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me while I've been preparing my game. If you enjoyed this show, you can help me out in four ways. You can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You can support me directly on Patreon. You can go to the Sly Flourish bookstore and pick up, pick up any of my books, or you can subscribe to my videos right here on YouTube. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game.